This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash design by Dunbar. This is the Shamrock Shooter, Killian McMurphy. And you nerds are listening to the Nerds of Wrestling podcast. Bro, what is going on, dude? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, you know, living the dream. Uh, honestly, just getting used to this whole... Not on not getting used to it. I'm just used to this whole pandemic, man. Uh, it's, it's the new norm. Right, right. I feel you same. It's the new norm, man. Uh, what have you been up to during this, uh, this whole time? Uh, trying to stay busy, you know, gyms uh, down where I'm at in Delaware are back open, which is pretty sweet. You just have to, you know, wear a mask and all that. But right. back training and back doing, you know, some semblance of shows every weekend. But you're staying busy for the most part. Yeah, uh, maybe the first. Uh, obviously, you probably got a lot of congratulations. Congratulations on making the uh, the top 500. And I appreciate it, man. Yeah, feels really good. It must have. Yeah, it must have felt kind of surreal to see your name in that in that in that list. Yeah, it's pretty wild, especially to think back to like what a seventeen-year-old Killian would think of it, or what like a nineteen-year-old Killian would think of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what was what was your thought process, man, when you you know you saw your name in that list? As like, as you kind of are in wrestling for a little bit, you you get kind of numb to the accolades like that you're just like okay this is another step this is another step but something like that really makes you have to take a step back and think about and put in perspective about how much the fan version of you would think this is amazing yeah and realize that like this is the kind of stuff you really got into it for as silly as that might seem in hindsight that doesn't seem silly at all man uh we i think a lot of wrestlers have different ambitions and different goals and you know it's like the little things that make them make them like real like it's like it's a cool moment yeah for sure so good yeah oh yeah for sure you know what else have you been up to man uh you know i know that you know wrestling is slowly but surely starting to get back into you know the norm uh have you been keeping up with any um, wwe or any products um not really i i kind of saw the format that they were doing um, and I think it's super interesting and super cool, especially the new one that WWE is doing. Yeah. Like, I'm crazy to think about, really. It looks like an old, like, Mercy game. <laughs> the way the, you know, it's just giant heads in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot better than watching a, uh, a three-hour Monday Night Raw when it's held at the PC. Yeah, and there's, like, nobody in there at all. That's weird. They, they recently started adding um, wrestlers back in like i want to say june but they should have been doing that since like march yeah instead of it just being completely quiet yeah exactly and you know i I was the first to admit to a lot of people i have not been keeping up with wrestling as much as i should have i'm the nerds of wrestling i mean i feel as if i should have been watching a lot you know Yeah, totally, man. It's it's a weird time, and and shout out to them though for figuring out something that works, and finally seeming to, despite some technical difficulties, it seems, and some controversial stuff, like it seems that be working for them for the most part. Yeah, and shout out to you know all all companies for for putting out 
products and putting smiles on, you know, these fans' faces because it's not easy throughout these times. Yeah, and shout out to the wrestlers who were in there wrestling with no crowd reaction for a long time because that is not something that is easy to do. <laughs> Have you done that at all before? Yeah, yeah, I did that. We uh, filmed for 1CW. Nice. Uh, this past weekend, actually, and there was, you know, a few wrestlers here and there, but it was, you know, mostly quiet. Damn, see, it, it, it must be hard, not even for only wrestlers, you know, for all these athletes out there, for, for you know, NBA players, for MLB players. MLB is playing in front of cutouts. I mean, that's really weird, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, weekend at Bernie's one, that was, like, really <laughs> Yeah, there, it, it's... It's unique in its own way, but it's like I couldn't watch it. I can't watch baseball throughout this time, man. It's I can't do it. Right, right, and the, like, not to take anything away from what those guys are doing, but like, at least they can still like, at least their their sport and what they're doing, like on a fundamental basis, can still be there. Wrestling in a weird way, like everything that we're doing it for, is kind of cut out in a way. Yeah, when they're live crowd there. So it's 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 weird. At least at least WWE isn't putting you know twenty thousand cutouts in uh, in the arena. That would be that'd be kind of crazy, but kind of kind of cool too, I guess. That'd be hilarious. That would really be no mercy energy. <laughs> I love you know when when once when they started the the virtual fan stuff, I saw a bunch of memes on No Mercy that like you said that old video game. I was like, oh my That's god, it, it's true. It is true though. Yeah. Very it's true. Other than wrestling, uh, what else do you like? Are you like a big sports guy? Uh, not really a sports guy. I um, I actually got a video game podcast myself, so a lot of gaming, um, a lot of like film, a lot of directing, writing, and stuff like that. Ah, so you're a big movie buff. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Big movie. Can't well, wait for those. Well, they actually are back open down here, but they're not really showing anything new right now. So I can't wait for movies to be like out out again. You know what I mean? Yeah. What what kind of movies do you like? Um, the last really good one I saw in theaters was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, I heard that was really good. Yeah, it's the newest Tarantino movie. It's absolutely fantastic. Leo and Brad Pitt are hilarious and tour de force in it. They're so talented. I feel like if you put put them in any movie, they're gonna they're gonna knock it out of the park. Yeah, for sure. And then you give them a Tarantino script. And yeah, it's it, crazy. Just off the wall, unforgettable. Have you? Do you watch Netflix at all? Have you been keeping up with like binge watching any Netflix shows? Yes, yes. I'm a big BoJack Horseman fan. Nice. I heard that was good. Oh my god! It, I think it's like the best thing to ever happen to television. <laughs> to be honest with you, I know it's ridiculous to say that about a show that's about a talking horse, but. It, <laughs> is fantastic and insightful and deep and blow like you compare it to any other adult animation like a family guy or even like as deep as it gets and like political as it gets sometimes a south park like bojack horseman is 30 times deeper than any adult animation has ever been i gotta check it out i gotta check it out um one show i've been watching uh since last weekend was uh cobra kai the the karate kid spinoff from youtube is that good? Is that good? That that's on Netflix finally, right? Yes, dude, it's excellent. I love it so much. Uh, I was young. I'm a youngster. I'm only 26, and uh, 
you know, uh, I didn't grow up with Karate Kid, but, you know, I, I watched it with my dad and, you know, my mom and everything. And when they came out with it on YouTube, I was like, hmm. I didn't really pay much attention to it, and then Netflix picked it up. I was like, okay, let me let me check it out. I love it. I'm almost done with it. It's really good. That's hilarious because I'm 26 too, and I did grow up with a Karate Kid. I loved the Karate Kid growing up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good movie. You know, it it came out in the 80s. I mean, when I say I didn't grow up with it, I wasn't alive when it came out. But like, oh. you know, uh, but I watched it on like you know, I'm pretty sure you know bunch of reruns that used to have it on but um yeah i mean it, cobra kai is really good i'm really really enjoying it if you like the karate kid you'll like the show did you ever see the hillary swank karate kid i did i did um wasn't a really big fan of that one uh what were your thoughts on that she like fights in like a giant like uh what is it like a ring of like burning barrels i think so yeah the, the scene in the movie I don't know. I thought it was. I thought the idea of it was badass. I think the execution left a little bit to be desired. <laughs> yeah, it's like, from it. a lot of movies leave us off with uh with big cliffhangers. Um, I feel like uh when they leave us off with big cliffhangers, you know, it leaves our minds wandering, which is what where they're supposed to do. And when they finally come out with like the sequel, it's like nothing we ever guessed what was going to happen. Right, and right now is the time for sequels too. Like, yeah, uh, the, I just saw the um, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot not that long ago, and that was pretty funny. It was. You don't think it was long overdue? Um, I mean, I I guess. I mean, I there's there's so many of those um, Kevin Smith movies, whether it's like Dogma or like Clerks, that you can go to that have Jay and Silent Bob in them. I feel like they never really went anywhere. But, I, I, I mean, I, I thought it was perfectly timed, to be honest with you. I thought if it had been any sooner, I might not have laughed at the, like, hey, remember this thing jokes? Which, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, it's a lot of movies, man. A lot of movies that are out there. A lot of movies are coming out with sequels. I'm excited for the uh, the Halloween coming out next year, I believe. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, but you know, a lot of movies, man, are coming out. But let's talk about wrestling, man. Let's let's talk about you. What? How did you know your name really get out into professional wrestling, man? What made you wanna step into the square circle? Um, I was kind of a wrestling fan, really, my whole life, on and off. There's a video of me as like a little baby, probably six months old, and like. I'm bouncing in one of those little bouncy chairs and the camera pans over and I'm like looking at something and it's the undertaker on TV. So like, as long as I can remember, I've been a wrestling fan, but you know, like anybody that anybody with any like fandom that's going to fade here and there. So in high school, I kind of didn't like it, but college comes around and that's when the Daniel Bryan thing is really hot. Yeah. That was really super inspirational for me getting back into wrestling and physically myself getting into wrestling it's crazy every single you know i've done a lot of these podcasts you know i interviewed over 60 wrestlers already and every single one of them well like 50 percent of them said i watched it through middle school elementary school kind of stopped in high school and i'm thinking like oh okay i wasn't the only one i wasn't the only one who stopped in high school because 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I didn't want to get bullied. I didn't want to, you know, you know, be be the odd one out only watching wrestling. When low key, all of your friends are watching Monday Night Raw every Monday, and you're not watching. Yeah, it's it's a it's a two way street for me because like everybody says, oh, we didn't want to get picked on, like, but also we got to look at the time in high school. Like things were getting kind of stale on television, right? Especially. For like kids getting older and getting into our like our age, if I had known probably, and my my friend AK Willis, who I train with, um, other member of the boys, he says all the time that at that age, if we had been friends, he would have told me about Ring of Honor, and that's when like Samoa Joe was popping off and like all that cool shit was happening, and like he said, and I agree with him, my fandom, I don't think would have ever faded if I had known about that, because that was more my speed, I just, I didn't know anything like that even existed. Yeah, you know, ROH too, you were saying, if it was around the same time, you had El Generico, you had um, Kevin Steen, around, this was like 2013, so shortly after high school, but still, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like 2010, 2011. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, I feel like a lot of people, obviously, you know, the biggest mainstream of wrestling is always WWE. But if I knew about independent wrestling in high school, man, I would have forgotten all about WWE and just paid attention. Like, you, you know, ROH is an independent, but I would definitely have been checking out ROH. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe in this alternate universe where I knew about that, I'd grow up to be like a super smart Mark nerd. So I guess I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen. <laughs> in due time, man. <laughs> it's all good. Um. You know, when you first started training, what was that like? Uh, it was tough. It was tough. Um, I trained at a school down here in Delaware under a, a local wrestler, Dirty Sunny Deeds. And it was a lot of cardio and it was a lot of basic bumping. And it was the same things over and over and over again until you got it right. And it hurt a lot of the times, but you fight through it if you really want it or you quit like everybody else did. But I stuck around and here i am today of course you go you go other places but originally you know the first school i was at was that one stepping into the ring for the first time must have kind of felt surreal yeah yeah it was pretty crazy it was pretty crazy it felt it felt right though it felt like official water it felt like a place where i was comfortable what made you discover you know where you wanted to train i just started friend requesting local wrestlers on facebook and <laughs> messaging everybody and asking them until i tracked down this like local promoter who this one local promoter and i'll never give him i'll never let him live it down to this day because he still books me tried to send me to a school in west virginia and i was like oh no that's not gonna happen and then i kept hitting up other people and lo and behold there was a uh School, I'd say about half hour, 45 minutes from, I was living with my parents at the time from my parents' house, so it wasn't a, too bad of a commute. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Half hour, that's that's nothing. You know, you you have people driving for three hours, maybe if that, to training every other week, so, hey. Yeah, I'm about three times that for training now, so... <laughs> It's so crazy the the amount of, you know, driving you guys have to, you know, take to get to shows, get to training. It's really it's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, awesome's a word for it. It's a, a lot of oil changes. Yeah, a lot of oil changes, a lot of gas wearing in your car, but <laughs> you know, you you're doing what you love. 
Yeah, for sure. And and getting to travel different places, like um, going up to Canada for me was amazing. Like, and, and you don't really get to see too, too much besides when you're in the car, but being able to check off that you've been to these places and, like you said, done what you love at these places. And the fact that something that you love has taken you to these places is always a really cool thing. Yeah. It's crazy the amount of wrestling we have. Um, it's I think it's every wrestling fan's dream, the amount of wrestling we have. But it's also extremely overwhelming to keep up with. Um, what are some promotions after training that you you got in the chance to work for? Um, beyond, I debuted for them right, right before quarantine, actually. I think in December, right before they stopped doing their... Um, Uncharted Fairs? Nice. Yeah, I got on like their la- one of their last Uncharted shows. Um, That's awesome. MCW, I um, was there fairly steadily before things shut down. So hopefully, I'll be back there when things pick back up. Maryland Championship Wrestling—they're awesome. Um, I, I guess. Where are you from? Connecticut area. Yeah, yeah I'm from Connecticut. Um, I've worked for Test of Strength up there. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Um, pro wrestling takeover up in Maine when they used to run, um, Greek town in Toronto, LDDC in Montreal, I'm trying to think of other places up North, um, excite in upstate New York. I've got to work for them. So, you know, I've been in a few places. You got to wrestle for quite the um, vast amount of promotions. You were saying MCW. I actually just interviewed uh, Mr. Brandon Scott not too long ago. So he, he was talking about MCW. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to go to MCW, man. MCW, I heard amazing things about, and hopefully I can make my way out there sometime when they start running again. Yeah, they put on a heck of a show. Fantastic wrestlers, fantastic production value. They always, always, always pack the house. Um, their champion right now, Kakoa, was just on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Super the dude. I beat him, though. <laughs> there you go, nerds. Definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, Google that, nerds. It's on YouTube. <laughs> um, has there ever been a time where you weren't booked at a wrestling show? You just went to hang out and you got booked last second? Yeah, yeah. Um, One that comes uh, off comes to my head, of, like, just you saying that is pro wrestling magic. Oh, nice. Up in New Jersey, and I've actually been a pretty steady part of their roster and their late heavyweight division and their tag division since then. So it really worked out for the better. But that was, I would say, this time, like two years ago, maybe. Wow. All right. Getting booked last second, I look at it like a last second interview. Like, hey, this is your job interview. Let's see what you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, things can always change. Yeah. For sure. You know, a lot of wrestlers always say, and obviously, you you know, uh, always bring your gear because you never know when you're going to get booked or when when they're going to need you. Right, unless you really don't feel like working and then don't bring your gear. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Have you, like, went to a show and just like, nah, am I bringing my gear? I know a lot of people who do that, but I can't say I've ever taken the effort to go to a show that I wouldn't want to work at. <laughs> yeah, I that makes sense. Of, I even know people who um, had a spot in a battle royal, saw everybody that was in the battle of the royal, and then put their street clothes back on and said, "Okay, I'm ready when you are." What? Really? 
it was hilarious. That's it fucking wild. That's wild, man. I've ever seen. <laughs> um, when you first got done with training, man, and you're stepping into the ring for the first time for your first match ever, what's going through your mind? Um, I know these questions are like out of left field. I know there are a lot of them are like throwback Thursday questions. No, no, I, I, I'm just trying to give you a good answer and make sure <laughs> an accurate answer. I was definitely trying to remember everything that we called, and it wasn't even that much. I, um, I yelled at some lady, or no, it was an old man in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh God! Like, why, why don't you get up and do something about it then, or something like that? And once I did that, I was like, okay, I'm on a roll. I got it now. But before that, like when I was walking to the ring. I was extremely nervous. Was it a battle royal? Was it a singles tag team? Singles match. It was one on one against Tommy Vex, the the king of sex, Tommy Vex. Jeez, that's he was a cow. Time. His name was Angus Bedford. (laughs) Angus Bedford. Oh my god. He was amazing. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. That is. And he had a stuffed horse. My trainer's right here behind me, actually. He reminded me. He had a stuffed horse, too. He had a stuffed horse? Even? Oh, holy shit. Man, that must have been that must have been quite the match for you. Yeah, Google that, too, nerds. Google Shamrock Shooter Angus Bedford. <laughs> oh, my God. That is great. That is hilarious, man. And um, it, uh, thumbs down it on YouTube so nobody ever sees it ever yet. <laughs> you know, um, after you got done training, like you said, for your first match, were you able to take other bookings outside of that training facility? Um, oh, I'm sorry. That was my alarm to wake me up to do this podcast. That's all um, right. <laughs> um, I apparently, allegedly, according to people, I wasn't, but nobody ever told me that I wasn't good to just go take bookings. So I just started taking bookings and then I just kind of rolled on from there. Hmm. And it was pretty weird for, for a school to not really have a set rule, whether or not you can. But once I got the first place I got booked was actually an outside company. So I think that's where it got kind of weird. I just happened to take a road trip with my trainer and a few other people and I asked for a spot on the show. And from there, they kept booking me and booking me. And then I met other people when when the people I originally rode with weren't around. And I branched out from there. And, you know, that's kind of how it happens. Well, shit. When you, when you got booked outside your first, you know, promotion, it must have been kind of like, okay, this is, this is really happening. Like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I can't really remember quite what I was thinking at the time when I got booked at somewhere else, but I'm sure I was pretty excited. <laughs> uh, was it a far travel from um, wherever you lived to the show? What'd you say? Sorry. Was it like a far, like a far commute? Yeah, it was. It was about two and a half hours. But my trainer just reminded me of this too. I got paid on my first show. Which well, is pretty- shit! Look at that. That was wild. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> <laughs> That that's kind. Of, I feel like that's very unheard of. Yep, yep. I don't. I don't think me or Angus Bedford deserve to get paid that night for that match. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna look up that match now, man. Now that you have it oh, in my head, I'm uh, gonna look it up. <laughs> I'll let you know what I think. I'll I'll leave a thumbs down though. If I even if I liked it, I'll leave a thumbs down. Okay, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, you know. Fast forward a few years later, man. You know, it, it's crazy. Like I said, it's crazy the time we're living in right now. Um, but you know, how are you staying positive through this crazy time? 
Uh, I'm just staying occupied, you know, making content. Think wrestling companies are running in some capacity, whether it's a taping or whether it's outside shows. So if you really put your nose to the grinds, like you can get booked right now. Yeah. You know, and, and from there you film promos and, and this, that, and the other, and you know that's how you occupy your time in a creative, productive way. Yeah. You know, I know Beyond is doing, you know, a lot of, a few shows in Jersey with, I know they're teaming up with uh, GCW to, you know, have, have two shows mixed up in, you know, for one day, which is awesome. Uh, if I didn't live so far from Jersey, I would definitely go. Yeah, they're, uh, they're in Atlantic City, which is way, way down there too in Jersey. Yeah, it's like a, I don't drive either. And, you know, for my friends, if I ask my friends to go, they'll be like, uh, no, <laughs> you, got, you got that gas money. I got gas money and I'll buy your ticket. I mean, hey, why not? I mean, it's like a win-win. And tolls. I, I can't do tolls, but I could do the I could do the ticket and <laughs> gas money. I'll give them. I'll drop them like thirty bucks for gas, and I'll give them. Um, and I'll buy the ticket for them. The tolls, they're on their own. <laughs> they're on their own for that. Um, you know, you or do you see yourself going back to Beyond at all? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll we'll see what happens when they start running uncharted territory again and stuff like that, and start running regularly and stuff like that too outside of these joint shows. Dude, uncharted and, territory was awesome. Beyond, I had a blast there. I got the please come back chant too. Me and me, the ducks, uh, Eel O'Neill, uh, Logan Larue, and Eric Royal tore it up. So I'm hoping we're all going to be back. I'm definitely gonna check that one out too. Drop drop that plug, man. Where can the nurse find that match? Uh, IWTV. IWT. It's, it's like Uncharted Territory. I don't know the episode, but just look up Head of the Class versus Ugly Ducklings and Eric Royal, and you'll you'll find it. Ugly Ducklings, man. They're doing they're doing their thing as well. It's it's, it's crazy. The I feel like a lot of these wrestlers really just took off out of nowhere. Oh yeah, they're amazing, and they've been they've been buzzing for a while though, man. I remember they they were in the um, the Ultimate Deletion match or whatever, and that that's been a while ago. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, another wrestler I was talking to before, not too long ago. Um, I was talking about what's her name, Billy Starks. She's she's killing it too, man. She's taking off out of nowhere as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and it's um. It really shows you, too, the people, like I said, that are right now putting the work in to establish a name and, and to create buzz when other people aren't. Our people are just taking most of quarantine to sit on their ass. Which is what I did, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I, I kind of worked my ass off through, you know, through quarantine doing interviewing over 60 wrestlers, and which is fantastic. But after I think when June came around, I was like, OK. I'm I'm taking a month off. I can't I can't do this anymore. I'm done. You know, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. Well, as long as you got that balance, as long as you got that balance, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I, I look back and I was like, dude, I interviewed so many people, and I I literally it was like every day from like April to June, I was interviewing people left and right every single day, and I was like, all right, I I think I need some time off. I think I need to take like a month off, maybe then you know to get my head in the right mindset because it was it was a lot. Yeah, for sure. And when you're putting um, that much effort into something, you don't want to get creatively stale. Plus, I'm sure you were running out of people to interview. Heck, I saw you had to resort to interviewing Jason Andrews, and he's awful. <laughs> oh, man. Jason, he's, he's a good dude. Jason Andrews is awesome. Uh, great, great guy. Man, he's... Body, your, 
you're gonna have everybody stop listening if you just lie to them like that. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, you're not you're not lying though. You know, you know, no jokes. It's all jokes aside though. I was looking like to interview people. I'm like, yo, who who can I interview? I already interviewed everybody. Like, who who else is there to interview? But you know, I found I got some names, nerds. I got like 15 people lined up. So be prepared. Oh, you actually call your fans nerds? I do call my fans nerds. That's hilarious. I just call people nerds casually. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta call them nerds, man. The Nerds of Wrestling, Nerds of Wrestling on Facebook, man. Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Man, Killian, uh, thank you so much for coming on today, bro. This was a blast talking to you. Yeah, man. Had a good time. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, you know, before we sign off, as always, to drop some plugs, where can the nerds find you? Um. Well, tune in to IWTV. I guess not tonight. I guess it'll be already up by the time this airs. What's this going out on the weekend? Yeah, sometime. Oh, yeah, talk about Camp Leapfrog. I completely forgot. Yeah. I had it in my notes. Camp Leapfrog. Man, Camp yeah, Leapfrog. I'm sure. excited. For sure. I am. Uh, I tell a little story, and I get interrupted by, a, I guess, a lake monster there at the, at the camp. So you're going to have to watch and see if I can defend myself against the... The foul monsters of the deep there at Camp Leapfrog. I cannot wait for Camp Leapfrog. I actually just refereed on referee Jesus Christ. Interviewed referee Chris Levin um, on Saturday. And oh, he's awful too. Let's be, let's bury him for a little bit. Right? <laughs> he's blind as a bat. I would. I can't. I can't give away the finish. I guess. Can't give away the finish. Yeah, because you got to wait to see when uh, Camp Leapfrog airs. Yes. Yes. Well, hopefully you've already seen it by the time that you hear this but if you haven't go to iwtv after you check out my beyond debut and go look up camp leapfrog and don't just check out the no ring death match that i'm in check out the whole card we got great talent like still life and cheeseburger um my manager dustin who's the most talented little man in the whole world (laughs) Uh, miles millennium's there Kaya McKenna, tons and tons of talented people there, all having a blast. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. Uh, camp Leapfrog sounds like one hell of a camp to go to. Man, I wish I could go there. Oh yeah, I wish I could remember it. To be honest with you. <laughs> oh man, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, Camp Leapfrog. It de- and I know if for the people who do not have IWTV, could use a promo code Leapfrog to watch for free. And yeah. What a pro. What a pro with that plug of the code. Yes, look at that. See, I got this down packed, man. Uh, you know, last but not least, man, uh, drive those plugs. Where can the nerds find you? Uh, at the shooter KM on Twitter, Killian McMurphy on Instagram. If you're a fan of video games, listen to Arrows to the Knee on Spotify or Stitcher or anywhere else you can find podcasts. We talk about Elder Scrolls and all things Bethesda. And we joke it up and have a good time and mostly bullshit like this. That sounds awesome, man. Uh, Killian, thank you so much again, bro. Uh, I definitely hope to meet you at some shows soon, man. Uh, But until then, wash those hands and stay safe. Yeah, man. You too, dude. You too. Thanks, bro. We'll definitely talk soon. Yeah, man. Later. And that concludes this episode on the Nerds of Wrestling Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode... Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.